0: Good morning, International Christian Fellowship, online campus, and all of those that call ICF Rome your family of faith, or maybe you're just joining us today for the very first time. My name is Pastor Jennifer Pasquale, and I want to say welcome to you. If you're new to the city of Rome, I want you to feel that you are a part of the family of faith here at ICF Rome. If you're looking and watching and joining the service online, I want to say thank you for participating. Thank you for investing in your own life that your faith will grow, that you have opportunity to worship Jesus. So I invite you to lean into today's service. I want you to know that we pray over every service. I believe this year we are to be the living proof, the evidence that God is at work in each of us. I also believe that Jesus, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit is the living, loving proof for your life, for your miracles. So today, as you worship, Ask the Lord to hear your worship, receive your worship. As you hear the ministry of the word, lean in and say to the Lord, how do you want to change my thinking? How do you want to increase my faith? How do you want to form my spiritual walk so that I can walk in victory? I'm so happy you're a part of this service today. I want you to celebrate with the worship and I want you to grow in the word of God. Enjoy today's service.
1: Where we could all... um... Just take a moment to honor. I know that Pastor Jen just prayed, but I think it's so important that when we could take a moment to honor and thank God for the people that he puts in our lives, whether you met him or you're just meeting him for the first time through video, through the testimonies of people, we recognize this. We recognize that when God brings us people, they're gifts. And not only they are gifts, they bring gifts that also help us discover the gifts within ourselves, the talents within ourselves. And Pastor Jen, we are with you, and we are so excited for the future. But we honor today, we honor the past, and we get ready to run with you towards the future. So can we all lift up our our hands right now? Father, we thank you for the privilege that we get to do ministry. We get to work with people. We get a chance, God, to impact their lives, not just for the now, but for eternity. And Lord, that was Rick's heart. He was passionate. He was full of fire and passion for people to know who you were. And Lord, we know that he's watching from heaven right now. God, but let this be a testimony in our own lives. And the vision that Jen continues to carry forward right here, Lord Jesus, at the International Church. Lord, that we may be able to see the vision written and grab it and run with it. Lord, whether we're here, whether we're watching from afar, Lord, we carry this within our heart, and we ask you, God, that everything that you put in Rick, everything that you put in Jen, it will come to pass, God, because you are doing it through every single one of us. Lord, it was your vision before it was Rick's, and it was Rick's before it was ours, and now we carry it forward, Lord, and we pray this in the name of Jesus, and everybody, let's celebrate with our hands the amazing, amazing life of Rick, and we thank God for him. Amen. All right, well, I'm excited to be with you all today. Whether you're watching online or you're here in the room, I believe we're in for a treat from God. I got to tell you that a week ago, uh, I didn't know I was going to be here this Sunday, but through divine intervention, the way God works through WhatsApp uh, uh, conversations, uh, we're here. And uh, we're here for several reasons. I was in Amsterdam for an event, and I just happened to be passing through Rome. And I was supposed to leave this morning, and speaking with Jen, it just made sense in God's timeline that I should be here. And I'm so glad that I am. Uh, Jen, uh, Pastor Jen is an amazing leader. Pastor Jen is a person that loves people. Pastor Jen is a person that equips people. Uh, and Pastor Jen is somebody that really loves people to life, and I'm so thankful for your friendship to Mimi and I. And um, I, I'm just looking forward because the best is still yet to come. How many believe that that the best is still yet to come? Amen. Amen. Well, Pastor Jen said, um, "I'm I'm I hail from Springfield, Missouri. It's been a year since I moved to Springfield, Missouri." Uh, Before that, I lived in Orlando for a long time, and uh, the reason I'm in Springfield is out of an assignment and obedience to God to serve at an amazing organization called Convoy of Hope, and uh, I just want to present my family to you. Uh, We got two beautiful kids. My wife and I just celebrated 24 years of marriage. Amen. I met her when I was 11 years old, and I said, I'm never letting her go, and then uh, our son stayed in Orlando. And uh, Mimi and I are in Springfield, so uh, we're serving with Convoy of Hope. If you've heard of Convoy, maybe you haven't heard of Convoy, we like to say it's the best-kept secret because uh, we get a chance to uh, serve and feed over 500,000 children every single school day. Uh, We're empowering uh, over 30,000 women, helping them come out out of sex trafficking or sometimes even seen as objects, helping them to start their own businesses. We're empowering uh, farmers. To go out and learn how to work their own crops and learn how to work their own soil, uh, because we just want to feed one generation and teach that generation to feed themselves. Uh, and then we're responding to disasters. Over sixty disasters that we responded to last year. We're halfway through that just this year alone, and we ha- we're just crossing um, uh, where we are. In, we're in June, and we're almost we're almost reaching that number of uh, over sixty disasters, including Ukraine, uh, which was really an anomaly of a disaster. Because what we consider disaster is when something breaks the normal pace of life. And, um, you know, for the glory of God, we've now uh, given over 38 million meals. We've served millions and millions of people in Ukraine. And we've covered 85% of Ukraine thus far. And so glory to God, because we do that through the local church. And the local church is the hubs that makes that happen. And Convoy of Hope would not exist without the local church So, and then of course, community events that we do all around the world. So it really is an extension of the local church. We would like to strengthen the outreach armor of every local church, and um, we believe that God is doing just great things through that. I wouldn't join something I didn't believe in, and so to leave a a beautiful church in Orlando to come to something like this, uh, it just means that God is doing something great. So uh, I just thought I'd share that with you all today. I I believe I have a word from God for you all today. I could say I have a sermon, but I'd, I'd like to say I have a message. It's a message that everyone needs to hear today. Whether you're visiting, whether you're going to be here for a week, or you're going to be here for 10 years, or you've been here for 10 years, I believe that the time is now. The time is now. Can you look at somebody say, the time is now. Come on, say it with me. The time is now. Let's do it one more time. The time is now. Come on, celebrate that. We're going to talk about time. We're going to talk about being at the right place at the right time. We're going to talk about the difference between what Kronos, which is our timing, and then uh, what we like to call, who knows, a rhema time, or we could call it just a godly divine time. And we're going to talk about how God orchestrates breaking our timeline to step into our time zone to give us the word we need today. Amen? Yes. So open your Bibles to the book of John, chapter 4, verses 23 through 24. If uh, you're hearing me for the first time, which the majority of you are, if I if don't think that I'm upset, it's just I'm passionately speaking the word of God. I'm a Pentecostal. Um, if I... I probably won't run around because there's cameras, and I was given I was given some some barriers of how far I can go, but but I just like to enjoy what I'm saying. And lastly, if you like what I'm saying, you could say Amen, praise the Lord. That's good, Pastor Manny. I'm those kind of cooks that if I'm in the, on the grill and you're eating the food I cooked, I want to hear mm-hmm. That's good. Thanks, Manny. Mmm, those ribs are real good. Mmm, that steak tastes amazing. So I've cooked something up, and I don't mind if you say, Mmm, that's good, Pastor Manny. Keep preaching. All right? All right, John chapter 4, verses 23 to 24. It says, But the time is coming. Indeed, it's here now. When true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The Father is looking. Somebody say, the Father is looking. For those who will worship him that way, for God is spirit, so those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Father, we give you this time. Use me as your mouthpiece, and Lord, that people may leave much better than how they came, in the name of Jesus. Amen. I'd like to speak to you about uh, uh, time. I'd like to talk to you about what it takes when God gives you a vision When God puts something inside of your heart, when God uh, just gives something that you know you're supposed to birth, but you need to know how much time it's going to take to make it happen. And what are the values that you need to carry when God puts that vision inside of you? I'm reminded of someone that uh, inspired Rick, but also inspires Jen, and it's Enzo Ferrari. I'm sure that Jen would love to drive a Ferrari and to own one, but she's inspired by his way of thinking, she's inspired by his vision. Because visionary uh, people are attracted to greater and bigger, especially when they're kingdom-minded. When you think about Jesus, Jesus always saw things through the lens of heaven. He always saw, saw things through the lens of the Father because he had an extraordinary vision. When you are around people with vision, it's, it's contagious. When you're around people that are, that are visionaries, it's contagious because they see things from a different lens. I'm the type of person that I'm, I drive by buildings or warehouses and I just say, hmm, that'll be a good church. Wow, that would be a great building. That could, that could serve the kingdom better if it was uh, something that we could use for the kingdom. They don't just see buildings. They see centers for the kingdom, kingdom of God. They don't just see people. They see people gifted with the Holy Spirit to do amazing things. And I believe that God has put a vision inside of us to do more than what we could see with our own eye. And Enzo said this. He says, I want to build a car that's faster than all of them and then I want to die. Isn't it amazing that somebody could be so driven in their personal life that they say, I want to just build the fastest car and then I've served my purpose. When you think about Jesus, Jesus says, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And he was willing to give his life so that that vision can be and come to fruition. I, I want to serve a God that's willing to give his life so that he could build his church and that we together could build the kingdom of God. That's the beauty of who Jesus is. That's the beauty of the God we serve. Now, now when he started building this, this car, he, he, he got connected with uh, 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 something that really caught his attention. And I'm, I learned all this just recently. So, so if, you, if I get my history wrong, Jen's here to correct me next Sunday. But, but he got so attracted by, by, by a horse, by a prancing horse. And, and it, was, it was not his, his own logo. It was something he saw on a plane. And not just any plane, it was a, a war plane. And the man that wanted this on his war plane was a World War I pilot by the name of Francisco Baraka. And he wanted this plane to have this this symbol of victory, the symbol of excellence and dedication. Because to get a horse to to prance, it takes a lot of, of strategy. It takes a lot of training. It takes a lot of process. I want to say process because many of us like finished products, but we don't like process. We live in an Instagram and TikTok world where people publish what they edited, where they filter what they edited. It's not the real thing. It may not be authentic, but we like to put out what has already been cleared out. If we would have saw the eight selfies before the selfie you put up, come on, somebody. We live in a world that does not like process. We like finished products. We don't don't want it when the time is right. We want it now. And I believe that God wants to teach us today that we need to live through a process. That God wants to process those things that don't belong in us. That God wants to remind us of the identity that we have in him. That we are dealing many times with insecurities or anxieties or depressions that are limiting us from the true self and the new creation in Jesus that he wants us to be. He wants us to go through the process. The prancing horse was put on uh, this plane and, and Enzo Ferrari said, I'd, I'd like to have it. So speaking with the family, they were, he was able to adopt it and receive it and make it the logo of what today is the Ferrari the Ferrari car. Any Ferrari you see, you'll see that horse on it, which really symbolizes excellence and dedication. I believe what we do for the kingdom should be done with excellence and dedication. Excellence is not perfection. Perfection is reserved for God alone. Excellence is giving our best to God. That we know we're doing it for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. When we could recognize that we do it for him, we do it with, with a better devotion. I believe that this is a season where we need, to, we need to start learning how to worship the incarnated Jesus. A friend of mine that was with me in Amsterdam was talking about how he was at a tent revival meeting. And he came out and told all the pastors, what would happen if Jesus came out right now dressed in a robe and just stood in front of the worship team and just lifted his hands? What would happen to the crowd? The whole crowd would begin to worship a whole lot better. Knowing that Jesus was in the center of that stage. The reality is this. He is in the center of his church. We just don't see him physically. Physically. He's in the center of our hearts. We just don't see him physically. But people almost need to see it with their natural eyes because they can't see it with their spiritual eyes. And I believe that excellence needs to come out of our heart, especially out of a heart that really knows who Jesus is because we don't do it for the audience of people. We do it for the audience of one. Amen. The moment we do it for the audience of people, we will live for their applause, but we will also die by it. When we do it for the audience of one, you know that if you fail seven times, he'll lift you up seven times even more. Because he is watching every move we do, not to, not to, not to criticize us. He's watching every move to, that we do as an offering towards him. So, so that's important for excellence and dedication. And that takes time. Time is the most valuable thing you'll ever have in life. Time is more valuable than money. Time is more valuable than any riches you can ever receive. No matter how much you have of it, no matter how much you have of it, we will always be losing it. I wish I was as young as I used to be. But I've lost that time. And the reality is you can always get more money, you just can't get more time. You can always get more riches, but you just can't get more time you can always get more possessions you just can't get more time in the bible there was these people called the sons of issachar and they were known as the people that knew how to understand the times i believe that we need to be people that know how to understand the times know the time we're living in biblically but know the time we're living in for the moment what is it that you're calling me to do now what is it that you're asking me to do now Here's some practical things that we could learn. Why is it that we waste time? Do we all waste time at one moment or another? Can we all agree that we do? Those that are watching online, have you wasted time? Here's some practical things on why we do waste time. We lose our passion. When we lose our passion, we begin to waste time. We're mentally exhausted. We, we have constant distraction. There's a lack of organization in our life. Here's six habits on how to help you manage time. And I, these are not mine. These are, you could Google this at any moment. You could, you could chat GP. AI will tell you this as well. Take notes of things. Prioritize tasks. Learn to say no. Don't waste your time on social media and respond to messages if they are not very important. Learn to delegate. Break tasks into shorter goals so that every goal is achieved and keeps you motivated during the day. That's all great. You could find these all self-help things. I didn't come to bring self-help. I came to bring a divine word. There are two types of times. Chronos, which is chronological time. And then there's something called kairos. A chronos time is in 37 time zones that we have all around the globe. Time scales, eras. But a kairos is not based on seconds. It's not based on minutes. It's not based on hours. It's based on moments. I want to say that again. A Kairos time is not based on seconds. It's not based on minutes or hours. It's based on moments. One is quantitative. The other one is qualitative. One is one that you can count. The other one is that you have to be in the moment of it. And I believe that God wants to give you a Kairos moment. We all need a Kairos moment. We've all had them if we're saved. It was that moment that Jesus came into our life and saved us. And if you're here today or you're watching online and you haven't had it, this is the day for your Kairos moment. This is the day where God breaks the timing of life and steps into eternity and gives you salvation. But 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 this, this timing is a rhythm. Everybody with me, if you could let go of your phones or whatever you have in your hands and just... And when I say three, we all clap, ready? One, two, three, clap. One, two, three, clap. One, two, three, keep going. You notice we're all on the tempo of three. If we keep that going and I tell the drummer, come up here, he will join into the tempo of three. If I tell the keyboard player to come up here, he will join in the tempo of three. If I tell the singers to come up here, they'll sing at the tempo of three because tempo and rhythm is all about timing. When we look at God's timing, God works in rhythms. I'm Puerto Rican from Puerto Rican descent and we like to dance. And dancing is all about rhythm. What if I told you that God wants to step into your life as a dance and show you that he wants to give you better than what you've ever had before. That he wants to turn your morning into dancing. Oh, if he talks about dancing, you talk about the prodigal son returning back home. He went to a party where there was dancing. I want to tell you that our God loves parties. Our God loves feasts. Look at the Hebrew people, they were full of feasts. They love to party. God loves to party, and because parties have to do with rhythm and have to do with great things that God's trying to do in our life, He wants to bring rhythm into your life. Now, I personally don't know how to dance. My wife, she loves to dance. If I step on a dance floor, the only thing that's moving is my shoulders. It looks good on camera because all you see is this. And my wife is like, move your feet, like shuffle your feet, like you're not doing anything. You're just standing flat on the ground. I know, know, but this works. (laughs) Oh, can I tell you that our life in Christ is a dance? It's a rhythm. And the rhythm brings out a joy that surpasses all understanding. A peace that surpasses all understanding. When God fills you with joy, he he strengthens your walk with him. The joy of the Lord is my strength. I believe that God wants to raise up people that are full of the strength and power and dunamis of God. But you got to carry a joy we got to walk with a smile on our face, which is the universal language that anybody can understand. When we smile at people, we're showing the joy of the Lord. It's more than happiness. Happiness is an emotion. Happiness has to do with euphoria. It has to do with happenstance, with what's happening in your life. Oh, but when you have joy, it confuses the enemy. Oh, you may be going through the valley of shadow and death, but you can still carry joy. You can still walk with joy, and it will let the enemy know that nothing can move you. Nothing can shake you. Nothing can take you away from the love of God. How much time do I have? I want to tell you this. Number one, he knows where to to go. According to John 4, 4, he had to go through Samaria. He could have gone another route, but he decided to go through Samaria. He knows where to go. He knows where to go. He's not lost. He's going he's to go the hardest way, knowing that he may, he, may, he may be rejected, because he's trying to get to you. He knows where to go. There was a shorter route, but he chose the longer route. He, 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 the Jews avoided Samaritans, but not Jesus. Jesus wanted to go through Samaria. He could have chosen another route, but he decided to go through Rome. Because he wanted to find you. He could have gone around it. He could have gone through other cities. But he came right through the international church right here in Rome. Because he needed to find you. It's a beautiful thing to know that God knows where we are. Jesus had to go through Samaria. For Jesus, it's not about convenience. It's about conversion. He's willing to go the extra mile. Jesus will choose the long route just to find us. Jesus knows where to go. Number two, he knows where you are. It says here in verses 6 through 8, Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired from the long walk, sat wearily beside the well about noontime. Somebody say noontime. Soon a Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, please give me a drink. He was alone at the time because his disciples had gone into the village. The women would come in the morning because the water was fresh and cold. This woman came in the afternoon, and it was hot, and the water was warm. Jesus came at the right time. Jesus came at noontime knowing that this woman would come by herself to get water. Jesus will come at the right time to find us. See, warm water doesn't do us any good. I walked through the city yesterday and there was different places and spots where you could drink water because the water is always flowing. The water wasn't warm. The water was fresh and cold. I don't know about you, but when you drink warm water, it it doesn't do you well. How many of us are drinking things that are not doing us well because the shame that we're carrying in our own lives don't, don't let us get up early to find the presence of God. But the good thing is he's willing to find you where you are. And if you came here today drinking warm water, or lukewarm water, he's here to give you water that can never be quenched. Jesus' humanity was thirsty, but his divinity was ready to pour out of himself. She was late for fresh water, but Jesus was on time for her. He knows where you are. Number three, he knows what you need. He knows what you need. Verse 10, Jesus replied, if you only knew the gift God has for you and who you are speaking to, you would ask me, and I will give you living water. He came asking for a drink of water, and then he goes on to... To, to give her living water. No buckets needed for the water he's going to give her. No ropes to get it needed to get that water. Just him. <laughs> That's a beautiful thing. You won't have to work to get him. You won't have to carry anything to get him. It's by faith alone where we are saved. It's a beautiful thing. What Jesus was offering was what she needed. Look at what verse 14 through 15 says. But those who drink of this water I will give and they will be thirsty again it becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them giving them eternal life and she says please sir the woman said give me this water then i'll never be thirsty again and i won't come to here to get water again she wanted water to quench her shame she wanted this water to take away her pain her soul was thirsty for real love we're living in a world that's seeking real love They don't know what love is. And we have the answer. We have Jesus. Value was was coming from survival. She needed different men in her life to give her survival. It wasn't because she was bouncing around. In that time, women were objects. She needed someone to carry her forward for survival. Jesus comes as that man. The man that she really needed, not to survive, but to thrive. And that's the beautiful thing that we can all understand today. That we don't have to survive when we walk with Christ. We can thrive when we walk with Christ. We can thrive knowing that he will give us what we need. He doesn't want us to thrive. To survive means to continue to live or exist in spite of danger. Whereas to thrive means to grow, develop, and prosper. God wants us to prosper. God wants us to progress forward. Many people get afraid with the word prosper because people have given it a bad connotation. Prosper simply means to progress, to move forward, to go from glory to glory. In this new season, God is going to raise up people like you and I that seek the tangible spirit of God. He is pouring out fresh springs of living water. Lastly, he knows what time it is. He knows what time it is in your life and my life. While you may feel like you're late, have you ever felt like you arrived late? Now, probably late to work, but you ever felt like you missed something in your walk with God? I got to tell you this. I'm a pastor's kid. Grew up in New York City. I didn't want ministry. I was called to ministry at 15 years old. I ran from ministry till I was 30 years old. Pursued corporate career. Did great things, but I was empty. Drinking from warm water. Serving in the church but really just just putting on the headphones from hearing what God was asking me to do. And I can tell you this, God knows where we are. And when you feel like you're late, God will redeem your time. He will use everything that the enemy meant for evil, and he will use it for good. I want to speak to Moseses that are in the governmental place. I want to talk to Daniels that are officiating in different places. God, God has you there. God put you there. You're not wasting your time. You are not late. You are serving a purpose for the greater kingdom of God. This is just an embassy of the kingdom of God where we meet once or twice or three times a week. But when you get back into the marketplace, you are serving a greater purpose for Darius. You're serving a greater purpose for Nebuchadnezzar. You're serving a greater purpose for for, for Pharaoh. God is going to use you out there. Verses 23 to 24. But the time is coming in the Time is indeed now. We're true worshipers and the worship team can come up. We'll worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The Father is looking. He's looking for those who will worship him that way. For God is spirit. So those who will worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. In America, there's fast food restaurants and one of the fast food restaurants is called Burger King. I used to eat there. Sometimes I still do. But, but on, the, on the main sign next to the street, I've noticed that a lot of these fast food restaurants have permanent now hiring signs. It's not one that they take off. I could tell it's permanent because it's bolted on. And that caught that my attention because usually you're hiring only when there's openings. But when you put a permanent sign, that means you always have an opening. Which also should tell you, like, do you really want to work there? The sign is always permanent. When it comes to the kingdom of God, if the Father is looking, that means that there's always space for another worshiper. There's always a position for another worshiper. Recognize that when you and I become Worshippers, when we celebrate the goodness of God, when we do proskuneo in the Greek, which means to postulate before God, not just physically, but with our hearts, that our hearts may be able to postulate before the presence of God, you're doing what Lucifer used to do. I'm just going to finish with this. Lucifer was one of the three archangels. There was an archangel of, of messengers. There was an archangel of, of warriors. And then there was the archangel of worship. Gabriel is the archangel of messengers. Uh, Michael is the archangel of, 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 warriors. And, and Lucifer was the archangel of worship. But because he tried to be like God, he was brought down. He was fired. He was brought down all the way down, taken all the way down. And from the place he was taken down to, God created man. And he made us in his image. And he made us for the sole purpose of this, worship. When you lift up your hands and you worship, when you speak in your heavenly language, it reminds him of what he used to do. And that's why he doesn't like humanity. That's why he's bringing confusion to humanity. That's why all these ideologies are coming into our world. Because the more he can confuse our identity, the more we stop praising and worshiping God. But what if a church rose up right now? Come on. What if a church understood the time we're living in right now? And what if a church understood that God is asking us to be worshipers that worship him in spirit and in truth? When Jesus had this conversation with the Samaritan woman, it's the longest written conversation in the the Gospels. It wasn't with his disciples. He may have had longer conversations with disciples. The longest written conversation in the Gospels is with a woman at a well. What does that tell you and I? Our God is relational. And he's willing to speak to you as long as he has to. Until you become a worshiper that worships in spirit and in truth. Now if you've read the Bible, you know that this woman became the first evangelist to go and preach to her own people. Preparing the way for then other disciples and apostles to go into Samaria and bring the gospel even further. But what if God is calling you? Because your time is now. What if God is showing you that it doesn't matter what you did, it doesn't matter where you came from, your time is now. Your time is now. There's no wasted time in God. He's bringing you now. Lift your hands in this room. We're going to sing the song, I Speak Jesus. And right after we pray, if God is speaking into your life, maybe you need salvation, maybe you're watching online and God is speaking into your life and you're recognizing that my time is now. We want you to put that in the chat. My time is now. My time is now. And we're gonna respond to you. Whether you're here right now, you're gonna respond to this altar call. You can say, Lord, my time is now. Whether it's for salvation, or you feel the confirmation of calling of ministry in your life, or maybe you feel like God is asking you to do something sacrificial. I don't know, but your time is now. He's asking you to live in excellence, he's asking you to live a dedicated life for Him, He's asking you to be willing to prance up and know that he's asking you to stand up taller walk up higher because you are son and daughter of the King Jesus father we give you thanks we bless your name I'm in a room full of people that understand that the time is now I'm in a I'm in a virtual room with people that are watching knowing that their time is now and right now we ask you Lord for every man woman and child Lord, that you're calling for a greater and deeper walk with you. That you may quench their natural thirst, Lord, with a spiritual water that only you could give by way of your Holy Spirit. Lord, that it's going to burst out like living waters within them. It's going to spring up and give them a joy that surpasses every single thing they're going through. You're going to give them a joy, Lord, for the morning that they've had. And you're going to give them a new chapter that they could walk in. We ask you this in the name of Jesus. And the church says... Amen. If God has spoken into you, you would like pray. You
0: recognize praise the Lord. I'm so thankful that the Word of God truly permeates our heart and changes our mindset, so we can walk in victory. So today, if something in the message spoke to you, I want you to invite Jesus to be in control in a new way, in a broader way, in a total way. So I want you to pray this prayer with me. Dear Lord Jesus, you say it. Dear Lord Jesus, I invite you right now. I invite you right now to take control of my life. I thank you, God, that you are forgiving me of sin. You are helping me to walk in a new, right relationship with you. And Jesus, from this day forward, I give all of my heart to you all of my steps to you, and I trust that with your help, Jesus, I can walk in victory. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, I also want to pray for your miracle in motion. I know that there are many people who watch online, and you have walked through some difficult circumstances already this year. So, Father, right now, for that one who is saying, I need that prayer, I need to know that Jesus hears me, that God sees me, that he's working on my behalf. I pray the Holy Spirit that you will come into that place where they're watching right now. You will increase their faith. You will remind them that you are Jehovah Rapha, the healer. You are Jehovah Jireh, the one who provides. You are Jehovah Shalom, the peace of God in the midst of anxiety. And and turmoil. Father, meet every need of your son or daughter that's watching right now. Son or daughter of the Most High God, hear the Lord say to you, I am working. Your miracle is in motion. I'm going to turn your chaos into peace. I'm going to turn your storm into victory. The Lord is with you. The Lord is for you. And he wants to heal your body, mind, and spirit. I want your faith to grow in Jesus' name. If you were here, I'd put my hands on your forehead for your in your shoulders for letting you know that you've got someone holding up your arms today. So, Lord, I pray that today the one watching this service online would feel the presence of the Lord. They would know that they are not alone. You are not alone. God is with you. We are with you, and your victory is in motion. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Now, I also want to say thank you. Thank you for the way that you partner together with your family of faith. I want you to write me. I want you to send me an email. Click on the link. Write us on Facebook or the church website, icfrome.org. And know that today is the beginning of the best week you're going to have so far. I love you and I bless you in the name of Jesus.